0: Welcome to the Canacuc podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in.
1: Welcome to the Canacuc podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, my co host, and the head coach of Canacuc Camps. It's
2: Joe White. Shay, thank you this morning. It's gorgeous out here at K2, and it's not just gorgeous because the weather's incredibly gorgeous for our summertime, but it's gorgeous because this place is full of high school kids. And last night, we had what we call the cross talk, and we had a couple of 300 kids coming down to that cross giving their little hearts away and letting Jesus fill their hearts and take out all the baggage of their hearts that they brought to camp and send them home with a brand new heart. It was a beautiful, gorgeous night. This place is smiling from ear to ear today. Yeah, that is the truth. We're definitely um, on cloud nine this morning because we couldn't fall asleep. Because the bell just kept ringing. And the kids were cheering all over camp. The know. bell was ringing. It was a party, man. It was a party. Uh,
1: such a blessing. Fun to be here. And, coach, I've got a topic that I'm, as you know, extremely passionate about. Today, we're going to talk about what it looks like to live your college career successfully as a Christian. And the reason that I'm so passionate about this is because, you know, one of my. God-given gifts was was leadership, and I think I always knew that. It was never realized until I was in my 20s, um, but my college career was spent leading people down a path of darkness, and I look back at that with great regret, to be honest, and it fuels my passion for what we do today, and it's getting to invest in college students and and high school students because i believe that the greatest college experience available is to step foot on a college campus as a missionary who oh by the way is getting a degree i just and i and we witness it we know people who are living that way and they're getting to lead people you know all the way up to it's it's like that psalm 84 you know i stand at the the gates and i usher people into uh, the presence of God. And I, I just want young people to get to experience that and to live that life. And so that's what we're talking about today. And oh, by the way, it happens to be a huge part of our mission, isn't it, Coach?
2: Yeah, Shay, I'm, I'm with you. Um, every Every young man, every young woman that walks in our gate yeah, especially here at our teenage camp, uh, we believe it's born to be a leader. We assume that God is going to use every single young man and young woman, be they 13 or 18 or in between, to go back to their high school campus and lead their high school campus in godly living. And our mission here is to equip those next generation leaders Uh, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, physically, but to give them a mindset, just like the broadcast you have on your heart today, to go back home like Christ called to be a leader. So speaking of next generation leaders, we've
1: got two of our best sitting at the table. Um, We've got two members of our K2 coaching staff who we just think the world of. The first is Noah Methvin. He happens to be attending Mississippi State. He's also a member of our armed forces, which we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, But Noah is a passionate leader. He's an initiator. You don't need to tell him what to do. He just does it. He sees a need. He fills a need. Um, He is humble. He is strong. He is gifted. He's like the Swiss army knife of K2. He can do it all. And then we've got Kate Jones, who's attending the University of Arkansas. She's a Razorback. Um, and Kate is bubbly. She's fun. She's kind. She's hilarious. She's a part of our programs team that creates all kinds of fun and memories for our kids, and the reason that we chose them to be our guests today is because we think they're doing a great job of living out their faith on their campus, and so we're going to try and draw some nuggets out of them to help encourage you today. So Noah and Kate, welcome to the CannaCuck podcast. Shay, it's good to be here. Thanks, brother.
0: Thank you so much. This is
1: going to be fun. Joe, why don't you lead
2: out with some uh, a line of questioning. What do you want to know from these two? Well, Kate is like a walking ball of sunshine. She smiles, she giggles, she's fun, she's contagious. And so, Kate, how have you used the contagiousness of the way God birthed you I mean, people just want to be around you. Um, as you went into high school, what was your faith like? And then how did you develop your faith in high school and take that faith into college so you could lead for Christ in college?
0: Well, thank you for saying that, Joe. That's really kind. <laughs> um, I So I grew up going to camp and... I know about Arkansas because I was a camper here and almost all of my counselors went to Arkansas. And high school, I went to a public high school and I go to a public college, University of Arkansas. And high school, my high school was a really dark place. I mean, just all of the secular things that you could think of. And, um, it was tough just because I didn't have a community back home, but I had all of my camp friends. I had my camp counselors. Um, and that was just, it was honestly, high school was really tough. Um, but I knew, especially being on a soccer team too, a lot of girls on my team, um, did not know the Lord and, I just got to be Jesus to people on my soccer team in high school, although I was really lonely and didn't have a community. Um, But the Lord used me because he only uses broken vessels. And so I would say high school was tough just because I didn't live in community and I didn't have people at my high school that were constantly encouraging me and just ushering me into the presence of God. Um, But... Looking at, like, if I knew the community that I was going to have in college, I would be blown away, um, just by the Lord's faithfulness and how awesome it is to live in the body of Christ and get to just function as a part of the body and know that my gifts are really different than other people's, um and just get to live for the Lord in college and get to live in community. Um, so yeah.
2: So no, what was it like for you preparing for college, uh, as a high school student and beginning to develop your leadership skills there?
3: Yeah. So, uh, grew up in a Christian home. So camp is a huge part of my story. Um, I really owe it to camp in a lot of ways just for how I was raised and, uh, being able to, to develop just some strong Christian values early on in my life. Uh, and obviously as I get in high school, it starts to develop more uh, from Mississippi. So I went to, I went to a small private school in high school and from there uh, just started to develop some leadership skills. And especially I think as Kate mentioned, soccer, football, and basketball, a big part of my story. And as at a super small private school, you know, everyone kind of plays everything. So uh, me and all my buddies were always around each other all the time. And, and honestly, just a heart from camp, um, gave me towards just loving Jesus a little bit more at a time. I'd come back every summer i re-equip myself and then I'd go back home. And, and, and looking back now, I, I, there's a lot more I wish I could have given to those, my friends in high school and to the people that I was around. Uh, but you know, like Kate said, God just uses broken vessels. And that was me in high school in a lot of ways. Uh, Looking back now, you know, wish I could have been there more for them. Um, Wish I could have been a better teammate, you know, a better uh, gospel centered life in high school. But I think God just started planting those seeds. People around me just started planting those seeds, youth pastors, things like that in my life, just started planting seeds. Um, And then from there just started sprouting this growth of leadership and just loving others uh, and then so as I finish out um, kind of my senior year, I think a big part of my story is coming back to camp after my senior year is at CIT. And then so that really, I think more than anything, equipped me. Uh, shout out Vitor Mendez was my CIT dad and just getting to love Um Love camp, and then getting to spend all that time uh, with just a bunch of other 18-year-olds in a cabin together for a month uh, was just a life-changing experience for me, and that just equipped me uh, so much as I, as I was going into college.
2: Shea, as I hear the echoes of these two fine Christian leaders, I, I'm hearing the podcast today through the eyes of parents and future parents. And for those in our listening audience that fit those two categories, let me share with you just an incredible truth that I've seen in parenting over you know the last 50 years. It is our job as moms and dads to prepare the Katees. And to prepare the Noahs for the task of Christian leadership in their schools, we do have camp in the summertime as a spark plug to get the momentum going for their leadership. And even junior high, we have kids who are getting the idea from their parents, and then, and then of course in high school. But but as parents, you know, the word of God, as we've talked about, Shay, so many times, as we as parents plant those seeds, uh, just like Noah said, in our kids' hearts. Um, for us, of course, it was at breakfast uh, where we'd have a devotional, and then at nighttime as we took the kids in bed, we'd remember our scripture together night after night after night. But but I'll just tell you, parents, one little quick story uh, to, to give you just some hope about how you as a future parent or as a parent today can... Give your kids the vision, not just to be followers and not just to be someone who exists as a Christian, but someone who actually steps out as a Christian. So those seeds are planted in parenting. I would would tuck my boys in bed at night, uh, even through high school. And I would lay their shoulder to shoulder with them, uh, me on my back, they on their back. We'd look up at the ceiling, we'd talk about their day. Uh, We would reminisce about cool things that had happened in their life that day, or, or maybe even hard things that would happen in their life that day. And then I would plant these little bitty seeds of scripture, and then vision. And so one night, I'm laying by Cooper. It's it, it, he's in ninth grade. He's got all these little, you know, secular high school friends, and you know they're all running around. And 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 I just said, you know, Cooper, um, I've got a vision for you. And he goes. What, Dad? You know, <laughs> really interested. Uh, and I said, I see you graduating from high school, and one of your buddies coming up to you and saying, Cooper, because of your life, I'm, I'm now a follower of Christ. And, you know, Kate, you pointed out secular high school. I mean, it's just wild and crazy. And he looked at me like a ninth grader might, and he goes, Night, Dad. You know, I go, Okay, good night. You know, well, it's junior in high school. I walk by his room. And his best buddies in his room with him, Jared, and and he, they were praying together. And I was like, "Wow, this is astonishing!" You know, uh, mm, you know. And so I just walked up to my room. And I was like, "That is, a, you know, like the seventh wonder of the world or something." Anyway, the, these two athletes. So Cooper comes up afterward. And his face is shining like you talk about, you know, um, Moses coming down from the mountain after seeing God. You know, his face is shining. and, And he goes, Dad, he goes, you never believe what happened down there. And I said, I said, what? He said, Dad, I just, I just led Jared to Christ. And I was like, really? That's amazing, actually. And he said, Dad, he said, do you remember when you gave me that vision uh, that I would be, you know, a Christian leader and lead my buddies to Christ? And I go, yeah, Cooper, I remember it well. And he said, Dad, that night, that is the last thing I wanted to hear. But now that I've done it, it's all I want to do with my life. Moms and dads, as Dr. Howard Andrews used to say, Christian ed is homemade. Visioning with your kids is our Not just job as parents, it's our thrill in parenting to build Noah's and Kate's literally out of our homes.
1: Mm. I'm inspired with all these little rascals running around this place. Noah and Kate, I want to ask you. So, at the tail end of your last summer at home, you know, every Future college student goes to this like the anxiety of what's next. What's this going to be like? What are you processing emotionally, and what are kind of the decisions that you're making in your head and your heart before you take off to college, in regard to what you want your your college career to start like? Yeah, I think for me, Shay, it was, it was decision time.
3: If I'm just being honest, it like I. Mississippi State, for me, from Charlotte, Mississippi, so it was the only school I applied to, was not going to go anywhere else. In a way, kind of had my freshman year mapped out in the aspect of freshman roommate I knew, it was like i kind of my best friend from high school, knew what fraternity I was going to join. So pretty much all those boxes were checked, so it was like, it was time for me to make a decision whether or not I was truly going to follow Christ in college. And there was a lot of looking back, there's a lot of things and a lot of people that like God put in my life that helped shape that for me. Again, I talk about being a CIT, but it's also some college pastors, just my first few months. um, And just also helping leading some things and just like other people outside of camp, equipping me to go do that. And it wasn't easy, you know, being a freshman in college and all your friends are out partying and stuff and, um, just living a worldly lifestyle. And by no means was I perfect, but I decided to make a decision whether I was going to follow Christ. And for me, um, it just came back to, I think what you said at the beginning of this podcast, which is that true living, um, as a college student, it, for, for Christ is, is just way better than anything that the world has to offer. And I, I found that early and I thank the Lord for that. And within my first few weeks at college, I was able uh, just to live that out and feel the true fruits of that and feel the true joy that comes from Christ. Um, and then just along the way, then you just slowly start to evolve more and more as a leader. And then you just start to, you know, Hey, I think I can, I think I can do a Bible study with these guys. And it's like, yeah, they may be out partying on the weekends and maybe doing this and maybe doing that. But it's like, if I can get them to come with me on a Sunday night and just just open God's word for a few minutes, like, man, that's so cool. And like, I, I go back to Mark, Parable of the Sower, a lot of times, it just, we never know what seeds that we're going to plant down the line that are going to end up, that are going to end up coming to fruition and maybe five years, maybe 10 years. And just the harsh reality of the gospel, some seeds get planted on rocky soil and they never sprout. Uh, but that doesn't stop us from continuing to plant them. So that's just kind of my, as I'm going in thinking and
1: uh, it, it, it's worked out amazing. So, you know, no, it's fun for me to hear. You you've mentioned CIT program twice, which stands for our counselor and training program. And the, the specific vision for that program is that we take high school graduates, that we would invest in them and prepare them to take their freshman year of college victoriously for Christ and come back and be some of our best counselors the next summer. Yep. And boom, here you are. <laughs> it worked. Yep. I love At least that. one person. Right, that goes back to what Joe said is strategically, you know, building into your kids' lives so that they can be successful and that's one of the things that that uh, we do around here and it's fun to see that testimony. Kate, what about you? What decisions did you make before you went off to that freshman year at Arkansas?
0: That's a great question. Um I got to do something called the KDP program here at camp. Which stands for what? Which stands for Kitchen Discipleship Program. And it's for girls 16 to 18. And I got to do that two, two summers in a row for two weeks. So I worked in the kitchen at camp. And I mean, just the Lord humbled me. And I got to do that this summer before going into college as well. So I was a KDP and then I was a camper. And to get to walk alongside girls who had already been walking out their faith in college and getting to hear what they do right was super inspiring to me and just empowering. And so I think the KDP program is just awesome. But something I was really just excited for and that a lot of girls had told me was just to have fun and like making an adventure, but not have fun in a worldly sense, um, but in a glorifying to the Lord sense. And I think something really cool that the Lord allowed me to get to do was I lived in a dorm and a lot of girls did not know the Lord. There were a lot of girls who partied and did all of the secular things and I just got to ask the Lord, who would you want me to have conversation with today? Who would you want me to talk to? Um, Not in a forceful way, but just asking them, hey, how are you? Like, what can I do for you? How can I help you? How are your classes going? And so I think just being open and interruptible, we talk about that a lot at camp, just being interruptible. It's a really cool thing to see how the Lord moves through that and just being open to conversation. Joe,
1: you've seen this for seven decades play out. I'm so curious what you think. When I was young, I did not have a young adult who passionately loved the Lord in my life. So I had no picture of that. I saw defined as older people who were living for the Lord, but I missed that intermediary step. And I really think that was a big part of me just going off the deep end. Why is it so powerful
2: when you have that person in a kid's life. What is it? Yeah, Shay, um, I was just thinking again through the eyes of parents and future parents about just exactly what you're talking about. And I believe with all my heart that as a parent of any school-age kid, especially as your kids near their teenage years, that you get involved in bringing those kinds of people into your kids' lives. Be proactive. Even if it's just putting together a small group around your kids, getting a Young Life leader or a K-Life leader or a Sunday school teacher or a coach who's a follower and sort of being as a parent the facilitator to get that mentor individual into your kids' lives and then surrounding your kids in that relationship with their friends. I was fortunate to be able to have three uh, small groups when my kids were growing up, sorted started with my daughter, Jamie. She had seven guy friends, and I wanted to be involved with her seven guy friends. And so... I'm sure you did. I prayed about this for three months. And then I approached these wonderful young men that she associated herself with, and we met every Friday morning before school with these seven guys for four years. And so... I was fortunate, even though I was older, I was maybe just about as nutty, but I was fortunate to be able to lead this small group for four years. And then those guys picked up my son Brady's friends, and I and those guys I'd mentored for four years, mentored Brady's friends, and then when they were about to graduate, we picked up Cooper's friends, my youngest son, and Brady's friends, and I began to mentor Cooper's friends. And so out of our home moms and dads, we were able to build this peer mentoring and this adult mentoring relationship right out of our house every Friday morning with a big stack of donuts and a couple of gallons of chocolate milk and a whole bunch of orange juice. And I was the taxi. I would go pick them up before they started driving. So you can do that with and for your kids, but you got to be proactive about it, moms and dads. It is not only the most fun thing you can do while your kid's in school, but probably the most important thing you can do. Mm. So Kate and Noah, what are some of the things that you've
1: done thus far in your college career? What are some of the things that you've built into your life that have helped you live out your faith successfully and influence others for Christ? Kate,
0: why don't you start? I think that the best thing that I have done thus far, that the Lord has just allowed me to enter into, is being a part of my local church in Fayetteville. Shout out New Heights Church, it's awesome. But being in a community, with believers, guys and girls um, has just been so impactful. And just getting involved there, volunteering, getting to know my college pastors um, has just been one of the best, one of the best things ever. Like I said, living in the body of Christ. I didn't truly get to experience living in the body of Christ until I went to college. And that's just been awesome. And I think another thing too, that my friends have just, like, they've done really well is, um, organize just prayer meetings or worship nights in my sorority house or just randomly. And that has been just awesome. I think I've learned a lot about prayer from other people and older people. And the Lord has provided me with just an incredible mentor at Arkansas and getting to learn from her and her family has just been awesome. And so, yeah, the Lord has just really used my time at Arkansas.
1: I love that. How about you, Noah? Yeah, uh,
3: by far and away for me, it's been just being involved in a fraternity. Um, There is nothing that fires me up more than fraternity ministry, especially at a secular college, especially in the SEC where you get just a ton of dudes who come in, they grew up in church, their family, Christian, and they all just tank. Like they all just fall off the deep end, freshman semester, their freshman year, or fall semester, their freshman year. And they're just looking for answers and they don't know where to find them. And so being able to strategically place myself and one guy comes to mind, one of my best friends too, and just some other dudes um, who are just living out for Christ and just being able to love and pour into those guys uh, throughout the whole year is something that just brings me a ton of joy. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Shay, you know, we are called to go and make disciples of all nations. And a lot of times that's right next door to us. And and just being honest, sometimes I think in college, uh, people always ask, you are like, oh, Noah, you know, how do you do that in that fraternity and this and that? Like, I just don't know if I can do that. And I always tell guys, I'm like, if you know in your heart that you can't go into a dark environment and lead others to Christ, then don't do it because that's just going to bring you down. I think that's honestly probably a big part of your story, Shay. Um, But just for me and just the Lord was just able to bless me in this of like, I can go into that environment and just being honest, like I can go to, um, you know, some kind of like a date party, or I can go to someone's house like late at night and not drink and not do drugs and just have one of my one or two other guy buddies there. We can just pile in a car together and go hang out and just love on dudes for a few hours. And and just being honest, it's where some of the best conversations that I've had in college have come from. I know Kate could agree with me on that. And uh, it's just so cool to see that. And then just like I said, just little seeds, just planting little seeds at a time. uh, And you never know where that'll lead them. And, and just then, Hey, I can invite these guys to to, church. And then so a big part of my story as well in college is uh Pine Lake Church in Starville and college pastor there, uh become close with and just inviting guys into that circle as well. And, and sometimes just getting someone in front of someone else to to preach God's word and to preach the gospel in a new light just gives them um some hope. So my fraternity for me has been a big part of my story where it's
1: it's been very fruitful. Talk about your personal pursuit of the Lord and how that keeps you steady On a daily basis. Yeah,
3: it's of the utmost importance, right? Because if if we're not devoting ourselves to Christ, picking up our cross daily and following Jesus, it's like eventually the world's going to swallow us. So I think for me, it practically just looks like waking up every morning and reading Um, in the Word every morning. Um, And and I think, too, it's like kind of two steps of mentorship. So, have two older men. One is uh, about 30 and one uh, is about like 45, 50 years old who are just pointing into me once or twice a week uh, and just getting that older wisdom from them and then also having a small group of believers that's my true community um, back home and that way, the two steps of just like guys that I can love and kind of bump shoulders with that are the same age as me and then also bump shoulders with, with guys that are older than me, that then allows me to go to people who are trying to see what it's like to follow Jesus and then go there um, and start, like I said, mention earlier, your Bible studies or just one-on-one just talks. And, and honestly, I think a lot of guys, even if we're just talking about sports, it's something that college students and teenagers don't get these days. Is just true one-on-one. We see it all the time at camp, but and I learned it at camp. But true one-on-one, just talking to a guy, getting into their world a little bit, and from that, just slowly comes these conversations, and they slowly start to open up, and become vulnerable, and they don't even know it, you know. And that's what's so cool about it. Um, but just fully devoting myself to Christ, it's an hour-by-hour thing,
1: uh, truly. So, but it's so fun, Joe. One of the common themes I see in both of their lives. Is that they're they're surrounded? It's like they're nested in Christian community. So you're you're living in a secular campus, but you have you have Paul type roles that are investing in you. You're a part of the local body of of Christ where you're serving. Um, you've got community, even if it's just a couple people surrounding you that are like minded, and you guys are managing to walk successfully in a hostile territory joe talk to you know you've been speaking to parents talk to the either college students or those that are launching into college what do they need to do to build that nest around themselves
2: yeah you know shay uh, as i hear kate and uh, noah you know their words and their hearts and their lives are enviable I mean, I envy the faith that these uh, two students have. And so as I think about our high school listeners today, and I think about our college listeners, and I also think about our young adult listeners, and I want to fold in also just a little bit of the parenting perspective one more time. You know, in 1 Peter three fifteen, it says, Always be ready. So to the young adult, this is for you. And to the parents, it's for you to help Your kids, always be ready to make a defense. Always be ready to make a defense. In other words, always be ready to stand up for your faith, know what you believe, know why you believe it, know how to help others also come alongside you. So always be ready to make a defense, to be equipped mentally and spiritually equipped to tell why you believe what you believe. Always be ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you, non-believers and believers, you're enviable, like Noah and Kate, to be able to tell them why and how, and then to be able to unpack for them, how do you know that God is real? What is your proof for Jesus of Nazareth? What is your proof for Scripture? What is your proof of the resurrection of Christ? And how to take those qualities and lead. And so I've written a couple of books that I'll make available to anyone who wants to email joe at Kennecuck.com. J-O-E at One is called The Faith Expedition, which is the intellectual arguments for proof for God, proof for Jesus, proof for Scripture, and proof for the resurrection. And then I just finished a book called Inspired Leadership, which is for parents and young aspiring leaders to help you lead like Jesus. That's the subtitle, How to Lead Like Jesus. So if we can help you equip yourself... To be in an enviable spot like these two college leaders or equip your kids to, that would be our pleasure to help you do that. Here's where I want to end. I, I'm super fascinated.
1: So Noah is going to advance camp later this summer. We, we get six weeks with him uh, working with campers, and then he launches off with Army ROTC and goes to Fort Knox. And how many guys will you be there with?
3: Yeah, so in my platoon, will be around 45 to 50 guys, but each regiment will have about 10 platoons, and there will be 11 regiments this summer. So we're talking like close to 6,000 cadets will go
1: through advanced camp
2: this summer. You're excited, aren't you? Pumps, right? And so
1: Noah and I, just the other day in the weight room, we're talking about how our armed forces need men Mm. like Noah. Men who are principled, men who are strong, men that are humble, men that are virtuous men that know the power and the love of christ and i just as much as it hurts to lose you here i could not be more excited to launch you off to fort knox i mean what a radical mission you're going on talk to us about that what's your mindset before you go in what are some of the things that uh you think you'll run into and what's the ministry opportunity in front of you? Yeah.
3: The ministry opportunity is is immense. I mean, I talk about, you talk about a fraternity being dark. I've said this, uh, the armed forces in the United States as crucial, as important as it is, is the darkest place that I've ever witnessed. And it's not even close. Um, I mean, think about it. You're talking about, Shay, you're talking about some guys, obviously not near on my level, but people who have had immense trauma and immense injuries and also like, where's the hope in that? And so like, I can step into that situation and show them where there's hope. I and mean, we're talking about being stuck out in the field for days at a time, you know, no running water, not a whole, not a whole lot of sanitation, no showers, you know, no phones. And you're just kind of stuck out there. And so, for a lot of guys, it's a really tough place. Um, And so for me, I think it's, it's very simple of these people are going to become the next generation leaders of our country, right? So if if we're not as, and that's for fraternity aspect, but especially in the army, if we're not stepping into that and infiltrating that sphere, those people are going to grow up and be leaders regardless of whether or not we have a say in that as Christians, right? right? So we have to get into their worlds a little bit and level that, like, I think I see a lot of people in college who... They just kind of hang to talk community. Community is amazing, but they just hang tight in their community all through college. Don't really branch out much. And then they get to the end and it's like, gosh, I wasted all this opportunity for me. It's like, no, it's like, I have to go there for and be a light for those people in that space. So it's been, especially at advanced camp this summer, um, that'll just look like with my platoon of guys, mainly just my 40 to 45 dudes. And Honestly, a lot of time will be wasted this summer. As I told you, the Army's a lot of standing around and waiting. They say hurry up and wait is one of the Army's favorite mottos. Um, but we'll, we'll just hurry up and wait together. And so I'll just have some opportunities just to sit there with some guys and try to love on them and put them to Christ. And so it may, may fall on deaf ears sometimes, but it may fall on some, on some fruitful soil, and uh, the Lord may bless that. So excited. Again, I hate to leave camp, and I
1: wish I could stick around, but excited for the opportunity. Well, we need more men like you out there, men and women. And thank you to you, Noah, for serving on our armed forces, and for all the believers out there that are going into that mission field. We're here cheering you on, and we'll be praying for you. And you know, it's so funny you're sharing about this just raw environment. And and what I'm thinking in my head is this little childhood song. Maybe you've heard it. This little light of mine. That's right. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under the barracks? No. no. I'm gonna let it shine. But you just think about that. I mean, I can just see, no, I can see the 6,000 men out there and all the conversations that are happening. There's one little light out there that's shining bright. And that's one of the mo- most powerful things about light is that darkness can be all-encompassing, but you spark one little candle up and it lights up the whole place. And there will be no methvin. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a wildfire catches on because you're there. So, buddy, we are cheering you on. Kate, we're super proud of you. We're thankful to have you on our team. Joe, any final words?
2: Yeah, you know, just uh, excited about the sparks that came off this broadcast today. And um, as I'm sitting here finishing this broadcast, I'm praying for you as a parent listening. And or as a young aspiring leader that's listening, that that spark that Shay talked about will ignite a fire in your heart and the people around you.
1: What a conversation. We want to thank you listeners for taking time to be with us today. We hope that this conversation serves to encourage your I'm third approach to spiritual growth. With that, I'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you today and just thankful for next generation leaders like Noah and Kate that are rising up. And we just pray, Father, that you would help us mommies and daddies out there and, and young leaders that are influencers, that you would give us the courage and the passion and the vision and the wisdom to invest in others. And we pray, God, for our country just specifically, Lord, that you would start a revival, a revolution of Christ followers in this, uh, in this country. And we just pray, Father, um, for Noah as he goes off and he serves in our armed forces and for all the believers out there that um, see that as an opportunity to be a ministry and for those young leaders that are going off to college with the same attitude, Lord, we just pray that you would do amazing things through them. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit CannaCookPodcast.com. And for more information about CannaCook, you can visit CannaCook.com.